Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. and Missoula Sports Center. One rivalry streak ended and another winning streak continued as Montana smashed its rival in Missoula for the first time in close to a decade on Saturday afternoon. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Junior Bergen scored a 74-yard touchdown on the second play of the game and the Grizzlies were off to the races in the 120th rivalry matchup against Montana State at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. A stadium record 26,856 were ignited as Bergen, a billing senior product who originally signed with MSU, opened up a contest which turned into a rout. Montana stuffed the Bobcats from start to finish, allowing the number three team in the FCS to gain just 204 yards while rolling up four sacks and nine tackles for loss. When Captain Jace Lewis came off the edge and forced a fumble on a fake field goal attempt by MSU, a play that led to Justin Ford scooping and scoring from 56 yards out, it was Bedlam in the Garden City as number seven Montana rolled to a 29-10 victory that certainly vaults the Grizz to a first-round playoff bye. The victory is Montana's first in the rivalry since a 54-35 win in Bozeman back in 2015 and halts the Bobcats' first four game rivalry winning streak since the late 1970s. The Grizz take a five-game winning streak overall into their FCS record 25th playoff appearance, including the second in a row and ninth total under head coach Bobby Howe. Montana State's nine-game winning streak ended with MSU's first loss in Missoula since 2014. The Bobcats will still get a playoff bid and are still in the mix for a first-round bye. For full recap of this game, tune into the Montana Football Hour at 4 p.m. Monday right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. I'm the world, and I, I, I. Play your hand.
Amazing to think that uh, Puff Daddy was once so young <laughs> when this song came out. A flashback to the mid-1990s. One of the greatest times there was to be alive. It's a great day to be alive here. Hope you have a great Monday. Snuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Recapping the biggest football weekend of the year around the Treasure State. Hopefully you got to take in at least a little of the action as there was phenomenal state championship games across the high school world as well as pretty big rivalry game here in Missoula. Got everything broken down for you on the Montana football hour with our good friend Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. Miss anything in the first hour of the show. You can find it on the podcast, which is available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Podcast probably presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, Blackfoot Communications, and Sportsbet Montana. Usually, Mondays, second hour, we got the good band uh, Coach Marty Morningwig swings by for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. But Marty's a little under the weather. Uh, hopefully, he heals up good. He did a great job uh, raising the 37 flag at the game on Saturday. That was cool. And uh, it's been great getting to know him and hanging out with him and learning so much about football with him. Uh, so, he'll be back next Monday. He's got all sorts of takes from this rivalry weekend that was, as well as some stuff about the NFL as well. But the Monday afternoon quarterback is presented proudly by Brett's RV and Marine, as well as Alpine Touch. And so we're going to spice up this giveaway a little bit here because we are off for the rest of the week. So you want four tickets to Montana's men's basketball game? Zootown Classic descends upon Missoula. There's games Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. There's a good field in town for the Grizz. So we got four tickets and some Alpine Touch for you. If you call us right now, Wednesday's game, 406-888-1029. You call that number, caller number two. Got a four-pack of tickets to Wednesday's game. We'll throw some Alpine Touch in there as well. 406-888-1029. Give us a call right now. You got a chance to win Four Grizz tickets and some Alpine Touch to the game Wednesday. Zootown Classic here in Missoula Wednesday through Friday. So hopefully you can swing on by and check it out. And uh, we got tickets all set up for you. Stay tuned. We're going to be giving those tickets away. Uh, We got four-pack to Thursday and a four-pack to Friday as well. So thanks to Alpine Touch for being the uh, presenting sponsor of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty and – can't believe it's basketball season, but go support Travis Takir and the boys because that uh, should be fun action down there at Dahlberg Arena. For those just tuning in or those that missed it, here's the docket from around the state when it comes to the high school uh, football state championships. Missoula Sentinel, back-to-back state champions. They hadn't won one in 48 years. Now they've won two in a row. The Spartans dominant in a 35-6 victory over Billings West. Friend of this show, Dane Oliver, is on his way down. Head coach of Missoula Sentinel. He's also bringing his defensive coordinator. thought Sentinel's defense was outstanding all season long, but particularly Friday night against Billings West. So Sentinel, back-to-back state champions at the Class A level. 
the Hamilton Bronx. They finally get the job done. This team's been in the semifinals five years in a row. They've been to the state championship three out of the last five years. They lost in both those state championship games. But on Saturday, they go on the road to Laurel to play the defending state champion locomotives, and they post a 21-7 victory. So congratulations to Bryce Carver and the Hamilton Bronx, the Class A champions for the first time since 1998. In Class B, the Florence Falcons continued their unbelievable run and capped it with a 48-0 victory over Big Fork. So 12-0 for the Florence Falcons, and they bring home a Class B state title uh, to the Bitterroot Valley. In eight-man, it was Thompson Falls that defeated Drummond Phillipsburg. That's the Flint Creek uh, Titans. Thompson Falls won that game 48-7. to So congratulations to Thompson Falls, the team that moved down from Class B a few years ago. And uh, then in six-man, Freud Lake shut out Dutton, uh, excuse me, Power Dutton Brady 43-0. to So those are your state champions. So congratulations to all of the state champions from across Montana. Dan Oliver just texted me, Missoula Central head coach, so he is uh, on his way down here to help put into perspective what was a phenomenal victory for his Sentinel Spartans on Friday. But we uh, go to the, the – <laughs> I was going to say the regular phone is already phone line, but instead we're going to go to the production room. Welcome in our producer, Andrew Houghton. And uh, I want to start with something that has nothing to do with the rivalry game. You have covered the Big Sky now for uh, a handful of years now between uh, Skyline Sports and now here at ESPN Missoula as well. And you spent a couple of years down there in Pocatello, Idaho, covering Idaho State. Um, Saturday, something happened that I've never seen before. Two coaches that had been relieved of their duties led their teams against one another. It's rare enough to have a coach coaching in a game in which he is guaranteed that it is last, and it's not because he's retiring. But last week, Idaho announced that Paul Petrino would not return and that Saturday would be his last game. And then just a few hours before kickoff, Idaho State sends out a press release that it was Rob Fennessy's final game at the helm for the Bengals as well. So what do you make of the lame duck bowl as it was? Well, it's just a weird situation. Of course, it was kind of surreal for me because I didn't know about Rob Fennessy's uh, firing or, or dismissal until I was sitting in the press box at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And uh, my good friend Madison Guernsey, who's also covered the Idaho State Bengals, was like, man, did you hear about Rob Fennessy getting fired? And I was like, I did not. I had, you know, heard whispers, heard rumors. I think that this was something that was probably coming down the pike because this is a team that came into this season with a lot of expectations and finished at 1-10. But yeah, just what a surreal situation to be in. My take on this is that, man, it's really unfortunate that it sort of takes away and overshadows that game because for Idaho, Idaho State, I mean, that game is up there. That's their rivalry game, right? You're finishing the season. You're in-state rival. I don't think there was a lot of hype around that game. I don't think anybody, even the fans of those teams, was up for it too much because they had a combined four wins or or five wins coming into the game. But it still takes away from uh, something that's been a rivalry for a long time. And a rivalry that had a little bit of juice coming back in because in three years, those games have been not good. But the first year, Idaho State ran up 70 points on Idaho. Idaho's first year back in the FCS. Right. The next year, Idaho State goes to the Kibbe Dome. Matt Struck throws two pick sixes, a fumble that's returned for a touchdown, one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And Idaho won that game by 30. 
And then in the spring, it was finally a close one with Idaho State winning. So I think that storyline sort of overshadowed the game. It didn't turn into a very good game anyway. It was 14 nothing Idaho. No points scored after the first quarter. Gross. Yeah, Idaho went up 14 nothing. Nothing else happened after that. Utterly forgettable, I guess, if it hadn't been for the, the weird situations around the coaches. But just interesting. The Here's what's so interesting to me is that Idaho's been back in the Big Sky for a couple of years now. Idaho State has been in the Big Sky since the creation of the conference back in 1963. Idaho State has just had a hell of a time trying to find any realm of competitiveness within the league or any ground to stand on at the FCS level. Idaho once was really good. They have tradition to potentially build upon. But broadly, I just sit here and think to myself, I think the opening at Idaho is one of the best available jobs in the conference and the country for a couple reasons. One, Idaho has good facilities. You can dog on the Kibbe Dome if you want, but it's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. And they have a couple elements of it that's very good. I would actually say when Idaho is even respectable, they get fans, and it's a place that people like to go. And they have <laughs> the one thing I heard from all the Grizz fans that went over to Moscow this year was that it's the easiest place to get beer, which that adds to the experience. When you can just get yourself a beer pretty easy, it makes people want to go more. And then they have one of the best bands in the conference. They've yep. got that big school feel with the band playing. If, if there were fans in there, I mean, it would be a great atmosphere. No question. I also heard some statistics from this new ESP, ESPN Plus deal. The leading fan base in terms of ESPN Plus streams for Big Sky Conference games is Montana. Second is not Montana State. They're third. Idaho was second. So there's people that are interested in Idaho football. You know, they're not going to the Kibbe Dome anymore. So I think Idaho's a good job. I also think that there's an opportunity for somebody to take that job. And because simply because they are not Paul Petrino and his old school way of operating, and a lot of people would say his antiquated way of operating, they have an opportunity to really just re- form the identity of what they could be as a program. But then I think about the Idaho State opening, and I don't think any of those things about the Idaho State opening. And that's unfortunate, because I do think that Idaho State does have a, a fair amount of interest within their program from the, the fan base, but they've just been stuck in this spot for so long, and I don't really know how they emerge from said spot. Well, the one thing that's that the two jobs do have in common is that at Idaho State, you're also just starting with a completely clean slate. Like, there yes. are no expectations for what this team is. And, and Rob Fennessy tried to do that when he yeah. came in and said we're going to be right. the, the greatest show on turf and under a sure. dome and tried to put up 70 points a game. Part and of, that part worked this, out though, as long as they had Tanner Guller. And then, right, right. Well, part, part of this, though, too, is that Selling the vision and the the marketing, like love it or hate it, the media portion of this thing is a huge portion of it now because it's so hyper exposed. There's stuff on social media and online all the time. Paul Petrino, if you if you if you use the cliche of winning the press conference, Paul Petrino did not and did not try to win any press conferences over the last several years. I know states had back-to-back guys that did try to win the press conference and Mike Kramer and, and Rob Fennessy. So I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just get a charismatic coach in at Idaho, it'll be such a breath of fresh air. They'll have multiple years to instill his vision, regardless if that vision is good or not, because of the ability to, to sell better than what they had the last couple of years. Whereas at Idaho State, they actually had a couple of guys that were engaged in the media that were pretty good at selling it. Yeah, The vision just fell flat. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you would say about Idaho State, I mean, this is sort of the line around Pocatello that you you heard repeated all the time. It's that, man, if this team wins, you'd see support. There's some, you know, level of sleeping, you know, not a sleeping giant there with the potential fans coming out, but potentially, you know, a a sleeping mid-tier team, right? Like if, if they started winning, that would... You know, they would be above a lot of Big Sky teams in terms of the fan interest. Ahead of teams like Portland State and some of the California schools. But, man, it's just been so long. I wonder how much of that potential, which has never been realized in the last 40 years, is fading away. You want to know what I would do if I was Idaho State? I would start recruiting. I would start recruiting in Montana. That's what I would do. I would start recruiting Montana kids. And I'm not encouraging this at all. I think it's there's a great uh, glory to the fact that Montana and Montana State are made up of so many great in-state products that about half the rosters for each of the Montana schools are local kids. I mean, if you read my stuff on Skyline Sports last week, 91 Montana natives in this game. 29 different Montana cities were represented. Our good friend Madison Guernsey, who you mentioned, he came over and helped us. He had a good story after the game about... Some of the small-town Montana kids like Jace Lewis and Braxton Hill and um, Garrett Graves for the Grizz and Troy Anderson and Brody Gruby for the Cats. That's part of what adds to the luster. But I just think that the the thing that's been standing in Idaho – the two things that have been standing – there's three things, like, in fact, that have been standing in Idaho State's way. One, antiquated facilities. Two, a lack of um, – a lack of identity in recruiting, and three, no real strategy in terms of recruiting advantages in Pocatello. What I'm saying is that Idaho State's been trying to bring a bunch of guys in that are regionally prominent recruits that then don't have any meshing with the community or the tradition or, or the history or anything at Idaho State. I just think if you went a di- completely different... here, If I was at Idaho State, I would recruit... Rural Idaho kids, Montana kids recruit like nothing but regional kids. I would recruit like Bobby Houck does at Montana. Recruit kids that can drive to your games. Because, like it or hate it, you lived in Pocatello. I think Pocatello is cool. I like Pocatello better than most people do. I know you do too. But it's also from a different moment in time. You can find a bunch of guys that like that, though. It just doesn't seem like that's a part of the recruiting strategy as much as, as, much as it could or should be. Yeah, Idaho State's in a really interesting place, like just geographically when it comes to recruiting. The 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 place that southeastern Idaho has the most affinity with is is Utah. I mean, that's the kids right. that they need to be recruiting because that's where the culture is most similar, geographically most similar. I mean, you're two and a half hours away from Salt Lake. I don't actually think that Idaho State, except for being off in a corner by itself, is actually in such a bad place to recruit because you, there's a lot of talent down in Salt Lake City that you can get. And Idaho State's a really good school. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. Right. There's two high research institutions in the in the Big Sky Conference, Montana State and Idaho State. Right. And you can, uh, Boise is growing. There's a ton of talent over in Boise. You can recruit those kids. You can recruit up into Montana. Everybody looks at it and says, man, you can't recruit to Idaho State. And I think that's true for, like, basketball and stuff like that. But for football, there's a lot of talent around there. I mean, and Highland High School in Pocatello. Powerhouse. One of the best high school football programs in Idaho. They just went to the state championship game again, lost to Rigby. But Rigby 
is an hour up the road in Idaho yep. Falls. I mean, there's a lot of talent around there. That was the 5A state championship game in Idaho last week. Yeah, no no doubt. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. You want some Grizz tickets? We got four tickets to, to Thursday's game, Montana. It's the Zootown Classic, a Thanksgiving weekend tournament. You want to go to a game on Thanksgiving? You can. Give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. We got four tickets to Thursday's action at the Zootown Classic and some Alpine Touch. So call us right now, caller number 2-406-888-1029. We got tickets to Thursday. We also got some Friday tickets coming at you soon. If you want to go Thursday night, maybe you're tired of your family or maybe you're loving your family, want something to do after you digest your turkey, 406-888-1029. Give us a call right now. we got a four-pack of tickets and some Alpine Touch for you to Thursday's games at the Zootown Classic. Dane Oliver, Mike Matz, Missoula Sentinel, they just walked in. They'll join us next here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home about tomorrow all your guns is borrow i don't feel sorrow actually your man passed the egg to me now check this what's beef beef is when you need to act to go to sleep beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets beef is happy monday everybody an awesome monday to be on the air with you nuan is now espn radio swx montana television maybe we should call this uh Three men and two mics, because that's what we got going on right now. We got a little mic issue. Somehow one of our mics snapped, but so happy now to welcome in Coach Oliver, Coach Botts from the recently anointed Missoula Sentinel State Champion Spartans, second year in a row. Very fun to have a bunch of state champions here in Western Montana. If you missed the scoreboard, well, the West was best all weekend long. Missoula Sentinel defeated Billings West 35-6 to on Friday night, and then Saturday, it was all west all the time. Hamilton took down Laurel 21 to 7. Florence defeated Big Fork 48 nothing. Can't believe that was the score in a state championship game. And then Thompson Falls took down Flint Creek 40 to 8. So a lot of success for teams in the western part of the state. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here. We'll start with you, Coach Oliver. How you feeling? Because I know that this is, as they say in sports, the only thing harder than winning a championship is repeating as champions. So how does it feel to be sitting here now, back-to-back state titles? Yeah, it's still pretty surreal. You know, uh, we we just finished my least favorite day as a head coach. Gear, <laughs> gear, gear turn in, so in a matter of uh, 72 hours, you go from the pinnacle to back just, you know, it's not all glory. There's a little bit of a grind there. <laughs> That's what right. I, what I tell my daughters. So, but yeah, uh, unbelievable performance by the Spartans. Um, not a... Don't, don't go to a game, into a game with any expectation how it's going to go, but that was a pretty special night, for, I think, for the city of Missoula. Just with, and then the, the Saturday game, Brawl of the Wild being in town. It, it was a fun weekend of football. So just trying to you – know, Coach Delaney said enjoy those wins. We, you hear from a lot of people when you win. And so, um, yeah, just trying to enjoy this moment. When you're sitting there playing the first state championship game in Missoula since 1994, you're leading 15-6 to six to halftime, and then you dial up an onside kick. 
How do you have the guts to do that in that moment? I mean, that was like, yeah. we were like freaking out on the sidelines. I cannot believe they just did that. Yeah, it's uh, full disclosure. It's just a, it's a squib kick that we say, kick it right at that guy. So, right. yeah, it's, um, so it, it's not, it not as gutsy as, uh, as everybody makes it out to be. Um, but I think the ball bounced our way. And I don't know whether that's, like I've said, execution or, you know, the hard work ethic by these kids or just the game of football. It was our night. And so the mentality go, uh, excuse me, going in was, let's go for it. You know, I thought that showed off in the defensive game plan. It showed up in special teams and then especially just on fourth down. Just let's, let's, we're not holding back on this game. And it paid off. And Mike, th- this is, uh, this was a, a completely redefined way that Sentinel won down the stretch this year. You guys were very good across the board, but this was an unbelievable defensive unit. So first, start with the onside kick, because as the defensive coordinator, what do you think? I mean, I know, like you said, a little bit of a squib, okay, whatever, but it seemed like you guys had faith in your defense no matter where the offense had the ball on the field. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going into the week, we we kind of discussed that, you know, with with those dollar guys back there. Right. You, you kind of understand that either we're going to kick it to them and we can give a, have a chance of giving up a big return or we got to play this field position battle and having played them twice, um, you know, the beginning of the year in the championship game last year, I kind of had it in my head that they were going to be getting the ball around either plus 40, minus 40 the whole time. Uh, so so kind of getting used to that, just knowing that they're going to have good posi- good field position and preaching to the kids that, like, this is where they're going to be, but we're, you know, we're built to stop them. We know we can do it. And then just kind of trying to get that mentality into the week that it's okay wherever they get the ball, we're good. Well, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I get to watch football for a living. So I become sort of a junkie when it comes to schematics and stuff like that. First of all, I got to give you a great compliment. What you guys are doing is very complex and complicated for high school stuff, and I think it's awesome to watch. But how would you just describe the way you put your position, your kids in a position to succeed? Because it seemed like they really gravitated toward all the details yeah. that you guys want them to operate with. Well, you know, going into that game, you got to stop uh, the run game and uh, a team that that hits big plays from anywhere on the field. So that was kind of our message. We stopped the run first, and then, you know, you got to take away Taco Dollar, which, right. which is not an easy thing Easier said than done, right. Um, and so that's kind of been the formula is, is we want to shut the run down and then take away their best passing threat. And so our kids gravitate. They love that. Um, and so they were all in. They know how good he is. I mean, if you watch the week one game, I mean, he torched us a couple of times and made us look silly. So uh, for those guys, those DBs especially, they took that serious, and to see them go out and have such success, and he, I think he had two catches for eight yards, which is, is crazy to look back on because he is an outstanding player. I mean, he's one of the best players in the state of Montana, no totally. question. You know, one of the most dynamic kids I've seen. Yep. Um, so for our DBs to, to have that success, and you know, our D-line was getting after it and helped him out. So it was it was just super cool, and I'm so proud of those guys. Absolutely. Missoula Sentinel, the state champions for the second year in a row after experiencing a 48-year drought between state championships. Head coach Dan Oliver, defensive coordinator Mike Motts, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is Nuanas now. The turning point of this game, though, other than the, the squib slash onside, whatever we want to call it, was, first of all, you capitalize on that moment. Easton led better with a house call to give you a little breathing room. But to me, the whole game turned when Billings West went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. You guys get the stop. And then you guys are facing a short fourth down. And Zachary's lowers his shoulder, gets yourself a first down. That turns into a touchdown drive. And now it's all Spartan. So what would you think of your kids' ability to seize the moment in, in that exact scenario? Yeah, I think we're just the stewards of their mentality. Totally. Uh, 
that that was their their approach. They wanted to do this. That's that's that. Like I've mentioned earlier, it's the the greatest team with a competitive spirit that we've been around. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to the type of kids we have. Is that just intrinsic? Are they just made like that? Yeah, I think a lot of it is we've been pretty fortunate. Yep, um, oh, because now, well, now exactly. it's something we breed and talk about, and we do a lot of mental sure, training. But, sure, uh, and and that allows what what we've had some special kids. What and what they've been able to do is bring along those right. kids who right. wasn't intrinsic. And so the trickle down of of Zach Cruz, Charlie Kurgan, right. you know Joe Wyda, Chase Williams, the list could go on. It you know it's those are your A plus players, but the, that when you have great amazing players like that, it brings your uh, you know your C players to B players, and that's high school football, I believe, because you're always going to have those elite level players. One thing that drives me kind of crazy about the FBS level of college football is that it's what makes every regular season game so big. But when you lose, it, it sort of derails every goal you might have had. So one loss uh, it can sort of alter the entire scope of your season. That's why I love other levels of football because so often how you respond when you lose is so important. That said, you guys haven't lost in years. <laughs> That's so hard. How? How are you guys able to keep the kids focused? Because it, it's, I mean, like you always say, I'm not in the business of making predictions when it yeah. comes to 16, 17-year-old kids because you never know. You never know when you ate too much at Applebee's before the football game or whatever. You know, you're not hydrated. Your girlfriend picked a fight with you at school. You never know what's going to happen with this sort of stuff. So how are you able to keep these kids focused? Because 21 wins in a row is an amazing number. Yeah. What I'd say is, you know, there's – you got to have great players, which we do. You have to have amazing assistant coaches, right? Um, and and fortunately, we have some, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We've got Coach Mott's got a great team around him. Coach Dennison, Coach Prang, and there's some other young guys coming up helping them. And I had some turnover on the offensive side of the ball, but by the end of the year, those guys were were locked in. Um, so how you do it is you just don't talk about it. Right. Uh, it's it's just it's a conscious thing we do. We we go into every game. We we don't have an expectation how it's going to go. We don't look. We tell the kids, don't look at the scoreboard. You know, we're chasing excellence, not an outcome. And that's the formula that worked for this team. It may be a different formula next year. So I think it's up. I'm fortunate to have to have some great people around me to help figure out that formula. But what worked for this team was uh, just present moment focus. And they're such great competitors that allowed them to thrive. And Coach Potts, you're a Billings West alum, and you guys have a little bit of a rivalry going on with West. You mentioned state championship game rematch this year, so two state championships in a row. You also played them the first game of the year at Washington Grizz to start this season off. So what was your emotions going into this game? Is it weird for you coaching against your high school alma mater? You know, it was it was weirder uh, last year kind of being the first time. Right. Um, you know, that's a program that's, that's super special to me. I had an awesome experience there. Um, played for a legendary guy in Coach Claybo. I mean, you and, probably learned a ton from uh, Coach Claybo too, right? Yeah. And, then, and, you know, and Coach Stanton. Um, followed my class freshman all the way up, so I spent a ton of time with him. Um, have a ton of love and respect for for Coach Stanton. So it was really cool, especially to go down there and win it at Dayless. Um, was really cool last year, and then I think you know you play him number two and number three, and it just it just kind of becomes uh, another football game. Uh, you know, a program that I care about. I think if I could pick who you play in the state championship, it would be pretty awesome to play them. I always wish them success and want them to do well. So it was it's it was pretty cool to be able to play them again. Well and just take us through just just some of the, the guys you had defensively because it seemed like this was probably a pretty special group to coach. Not just athletically, but it seems like these guys can absorb so much mentally. So I mean, what'd you think of just the performance defensively? Because you guys, I mean quite frankly, gave up almost no points yeah. for the last six weeks of the season. 
you know, those those kids are so locked in, and, and it starts with Chase Williams. Is I mean, he's probably the smartest dude we've probably ever had. Yep. Um, at Sentinel, perfect score in the SAT. Okay. An Ivy League guy. Um, you know, he watches almost as much film as, as Coach Oliver and I do. Uh, and so he he's just as locked in as any coach on the staff. And so he really is kind of the thing that makes this thing tick. And then you have guys like Charlie Kurgan and Zach Cruz, Drew Klumpf, Connor McCarthy. I mean, I could just all 11, really the 14 guys that we rotate in, um, you, you know, they're just locked into the game plan. They, they want to do well, and, and they're really bought into what we're doing. So it's easy when you have kids like that. You can lay it out on a Monday, and then they execute it perfectly. Um, a lot of the time, they know what they do wrong before we can even get after them. So it makes it pretty easy for us. And, Dane, what did you think was – was there any cha- – I mean, I'm sure there's always challenges. What were the biggest challenges you guys experienced this year? Oh boy, we we had plenty. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting. They asked me that after the after the game. I said, "Hey, this team had more adversity than than people know." Sure. And what are those things? Well, like, you know, we had some coach illnesses like that sure. kept us out, and it's just it's yeah, we lost yeah, we lost a starter four weeks in a row. At one point, we had five offensive starters down, and so um, you know, it just you, you could go on and on. You know, we go down to Butte and Coach Motts. Um, was not feeling well and so you just have to be extra careful and right. he's upstairs in the booth it's just there every day it seemed like in the the covid post-covid era there's right. something to deal with and um and i talked with coach dan about that just the, the resiliency of all the kids across the state it, it's pretty it's pretty amazing um um just to see how they do they adapt quickly and uh, it's a fun group to coach. I mean, it was – that's the – I said this at the beginning of the show, too, because I think that last week Mike Kramer, former Montana State head coach, came on the show, and he, he's coached football for decades and decades. And he so eloquently described the phenomenon of the way that we analyze and think about sports being so based on wins and losses, and sometimes we lose so much of the value that comes beyond any sort of actual result. And that's something that's going to stick with me forever, the way he explained that so well. Because there is so much benefit from it, no matter what. And oftentimes, when you lose, it's actually the biggest benefit as well. And when I was standing on the center of the field, as you guys celebrate, it's just such this dichotomy of emotion, right? Such elation for Sentinel. What a spectacular moment for these kids. Such devastation for Billings West. And you felt so bad for him. You know, I went and said, what's up to Taco Dollar? Because he came on the show earlier this week. I said, thanks for coming on, man. I know this is so disappointing. I promise this will be something you learn from more than anything in your whole life. So let's talk about West, though. I mean, because that, that's a you, – you, if you're going to have a great team like you guys have, you'd love to have a great opponent challenging you each and every day, right? Yeah, it's uh, – boy, it's it's a challenge there. It's – it you know, I, I have a lot of empathy for, like, no question, right? Because we've been there. It's not – you know, um, and that's why it's – when you're having the success we are, you want to enjoy it. Yep. You really do. But, you know, it's uh, a great book. They're Matthew McConaughey's – Green Lights book I mm-hmm. recommend it. It's, it's the art of running downhill, and it's like, well, things are going really well for us. Like, why why are these happening to you? It's because all the it's all the failures that happen to you. So right. enjoy that ability to just run downhill, and so that's kind of, you know, the self talk I'm giving myself right now is just enjoy these things because you know it's not going to last forever. It's it's tough to stay on top, and um, but in West High is such a formidable opponent. They have a kid going to the Naval Academy. They they're. It, it, you could the list could go on and on. Multiple I mean, D one yeah, guys. They're, they're I mean, very similar to how we were last year, and yeah. so I, I just can only imagine the thinkings like, hey, we can't, we couldn't get it done with this crew. You know, it's tough. It's it's hard to win football games, and that's why um, we're so 
grateful and fortunate to be in the position we're at. We're at. So much of the narrative coming into this year was you guys had such a phenomenal team a year ago that won your first state title in 48 years and all sorts of guys going to all sorts of colleges to play. But this group embraced and exceeded all expectation. And the fact that they handled the bullseye on their backs from start to finish, I mean, what makes this team unique? What do we remember about this team the most? Yeah, it's it's. I think with with time comes greater reflection totally. uh, on on what makes them so unique. You're still kind of you know pr- I'm still processing everything. <laughs> right. Uh, what 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 I saw. What I was maybe I'll speak to what I was most proud of. Yeah. Um, how well the seniors brought along the juniors and sophomores. Yeah. The, the, it's amazing to see a group of people come together. When we started this season, they, we were not completely aligned. There was a lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just for their ability to sacrifice and, and put their uh, individual needs aside for the greater, greater team success was, was what was most special. That's what I'll remember about this crew was they really did become a team by the end of the year. It was a different process mm-hmm. than last year's team. And so it's just more tools for the toolbox on how to, to get people to work together. And so similar question for you, Coach Bots. What what are the defining factors? I mean, what what are the things that will resonate with you the most when you think about this group of kids? You know, I think they're they're extremely gritty. Like, yes. Um, you know, I go back to week one, and um, you know, it's things that 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 cliche things that coaches always say. You know, it's it's third down, third and goal. Wes has got an opportunity to win it, and I go out in the huddle and I, I look at all the guys, and I just I look at Zach Cruz, I look at JJ Dolan, and I just have this like sense of calm, like. They just, they're going to win. Like, they just right. believe they're going to win. And I told them, like, hey, we're good. This is where we want to be. And I don't know if I actually felt that, right? But, then, <laughs> right? but I said that, and they looked at me like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so I just, I think, like, the moment's never too big. Like, they just, they they trust their their training, all the stuff they do in the summer. And, and we're always preaching that to them. But then in those tight moments when maybe I'm doubting it a little bit to look at those guys and see that they're 100% confident and they believe, hey, we're one play away. Um, I, that's something that I was always so impressed, impressed with, and that showed up in the, the first Glacier game and, and early on the Helen High game, and just to see them just consistently just keep playing the next play, knowing that they're going to get back in it or a big play is coming, just to, to, to watch them put that to work every Friday was pretty awesome. Duana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Mike Mott, Dana Oliver from Missoula Sentinel joining me, Colter Nuanas in studio. It's a holiday weekend. You want to go watch the Grizz play some hoops? Grizz are hosting a holiday classic tournament, the Zootown Classic, the first rendition of it. We got a four-pack of tickets for you to Friday's game. We also got some Alpine Touch we'll throw in there as well. Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. You want to go to the game Friday? We can't tell you who they're playing because it's a tournament, so we don't know. But we have a four-pack of tickets for you, so call us right now, 406-888-1029-888-1029. Call us right now. Caller number two got four tickets for you to the Grizz basketball game Friday night. Last question for you guys, because this was a big-time rivalry weekend. Uh, we'll start with you, Coach Moss, because I think that there's a lot of people listening to the show that are very uh, – they love high school football, but they also love college football too. There's a lot of uh, intrigued people with number 11 from Missoula Sentinel, Zach Cruz. I know he's slated to play a variety of different positions, or I guess I should say he could play a variety of different positions. Sounds like they're going to start him out on the edge like he was playing for you guys at defensive end, but – what makes this kid special? What can Grizz fans anticipate out of a guy that's committed to Montana? You know, there's there's so many things with with Cruzy, but for me, and I think Coach O echoed this that that kid's competitive spirit, unbelievable. Um, there's there's just 
not that we don't have other kids like that, but he's just at a different level. And then you see that, you know, we give up a touchdown, he blocks the PAT, and like that was his third or fourth PAT block of the year. Right. So he just he just is consistent all the time. And then you know, like you just know you can bet on that kid all the time. No question. You know, like when we go, he just on, wants to win on fourth and two. It's, we talk about it in coaches' meetings. Like, what's our approach going to be on fourth down? And he asks for input, and it's always like we're going to bet on eleven if it's <laughs> right. four or less. Like, give him the ball. Uh, so I think you're going to get, I mean, Grizz fans are going to get a kid that is going to lay it on the line every single time he's on the field. And I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be a really, really good player at the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, he's been a great contributor on this show, too. It's been fun getting to know him. He has such an elevated uh, maturity for such a young guy. I mean, he comes in here, he sounds like he's a 30-year-old coach when he's on the radio. Got a little edge to him as well. So pretty special. Last thing for you, Coach. Uh, rivalry weekend here. You are a former Grizz player. You must be pretty happy to see Montana snap the streak against Montana State. Yeah, I was, I was so uh, just impressed. I'm a fan of football. And, oh, absolutely. You know, I, there's a couple of kids that I that are dear to my heart who play for the Cats. Totally. They're a little torn uh, yeah. at, at times. But I was, uh, it, number one, it's tough to win at Washington Grizz. Oh, I mean, and so it it's just, uh, it was fun to see what we call it defense, which is offense, defense, special teams, all yeah. working together. And I think that's a brand of football that lends them to, to make a run. When you and, and we're proof of that. Like, all three phases have got to be hitting at all cylinders. And so you're, you're starting to see him get healthy. You're, you know, I love watching Mitch Roberts play football. Uh, I mean, his hands, I don't know if people know how special his ball-catching abilities Catches are. everything. And, and, but he does it with... When most receivers would catch it with the body, that kid goes with his with his mitts. So um, it's fun to see kids like that perform, and you know it's fun to watch Riley Ort be on the field. I know it did get the result he wanted, but um, just it's 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 a uh, rewarding for us to to watch those kids go on and live out their dreams. Zola Sentinels, Dane Oliver, and Mike Motts. Thanks so much for being here, guys. This was great. You bet. Thanks for having us. One last thing to take you home for the week, because we're off for the rest of the week. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. This is the best or worst one-day work week of my life, but this is the only Nuanas now for the week. Miss anything in this show. Montana Football Hour with Riley Corcoran recapping the rivalry game and breaking down the FCS playoff bracket. And then a true pleasure to hear from Dana Oliver and Mike Motts, the two integral coaches in Missoula Sentinel's second consecutive state championship. All that on the Nuanas Now podcast. We'll be back next Monday. We'll see you in a week. Have a great Thanksgiving.
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 